Tap, tap, tap. Hello, is this thing on? Can anybody hear me? <sighs> Gotta blow off the dust. Dang, Pruitt! It's been a minute! It's been a minute, Welcome bro. Welcome to the Thoughts Inside Our Head podcast. It's Colby. It's Kurt. Kurt, it's been a minute, man. How are you? I'm good. Flip the switch to live on the radio, even though it's not the radio. I'm good, man. Really good. It's been a long time. I'm happy to be back on the mic with my MC homie, uh, Big Berg, a.k.a. Mr. Wiggles, a.k.a. The Wizard Fish. How you doing, dude? Dude, I'm doing good, man. It's, uh, well, one, um, it's been a minute since we recorded a pod. I think the last one we released was probably, what, the first week of April or second week of April? The last one we released. Uh, very key word there is release, but yes, I think it's around then. Yeah, for those for those of you on the inside, we we actually did record one probably in mid to late May. I don't even exactly remember when it was, and then we uh, we had some technical difficulties. Murphy's Law uh, came back with a vengeance, and just lots of things went wrong. And then, of course, naturally, the things that we had to talk about um, were no longer relevant three days later because the first seven months of this year is essentially a time warp when UFOs are confirmed to exist. And no one pays attention to it because uh, we're suffering from a global pandemic and there's other things that people worry about apparently. So it's a weird time, dude. It is weird. I feel like given the fact that nobody is uh, – nobody with a platform has, has given a whole lot of light to the UFO situation. Literally, the, the government came out and said we have confirmed cases of UFOs and we have confirmed uh, the material that these UFOs are made of or they've come up with materials that are not from planet Earth and literally – not Joe Rogan. Well, actually, Joe talked about it a little bit. Um, no media outlets are talking about it, but I figure since our platform is you know two to three million listeners deep, dude, I think we should probably just just bring that up real quick, dude. There's UFOs. What's going on? Well, now that it's not a conspiracy theory, I have no idea what it could be. They could be coming from a you know a galaxy far, far away, not necessarily a, a long time ago because it happened just a few months ago, but. Yeah, to our millions of listeners, you know, pay attention, keep your eyes up to the sky because, you know, every month something new happens and this one might come back to bite us in the butt. We might need to send Will Smith to save us all. You know what I mean? Dude, can we just, can we pour one out for Will Smith real quick? He's, he's going through a tough time right now. Obviously, uh, Jada Pinkett is, uh, you know, found herself in some entanglement with another man and, uh, Poor Will. I don't know if you've seen the meme, but uh, I feel for our guy, our, our guy Will Smith. He probably feels like he's alone in New York City fighting zombies by himself with his trusty dog these days because he can't trust anybody else. Poor guy. You know, Will, uh, thanks for the 90s, man. Thanks for the 90s and early 2000s. I'll always have your back. Dude, speaking of, I mean, did you know that Jada Pinkett Smith was in a metal band? No, I didn't. Legit, legit metal band? Like, what did what'd she All do? Right. Honestly, I don't know. I can't remember. I remember like in 2012, like watching a, a video, a YouTube video for in a metal band. And for some reason, it gets zero coverage. But anybody out there that's interesting, interested, and I think you all should be um, because this is Will Smith's wife was in a metal band. You need to just type it in YouTube. Jada Pinkett Smith. Well, maybe band, and, maybe uh, we'll mark this and in post we can throw on the song. Maybe a snippet. <laughs> 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 yeah, actually, I think that's a great idea. Shout out to you being our, our editor. Um, it's, it's kind of funny how that, we, we do need Will Smith to, uh, to save us all, but anyway, dude, we got a little off track there. Um, but like I said, for four months since our last podcast, 
Obviously, it's been four months without sports, largely, aside from the the last uh, the last dance documentary, which we did talk about on the unreleased um, video. So maybe when we get to our, uh, I don't know, after our <laughs> after our support money and our sponsor money grows to a million dollars, maybe we'll release <laughs> that unedited footage. So um, keep 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 the money coming, guys. We appreciate all your. All, has, your, all your uh, all your funds. Has anyone ever done a podcast B sides? Maybe it'll be it'll make an appearance on the B sides. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know if 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 it functions like any B sides on uh, on you know some from of our some of our favorite uh, musical artists, you know you could find some gems in there. I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan of a lot of B sides. Happens to have one B sides album record of like seven songs has one or two bangers, you know, on average. Yeah. My favorite band, of course, is Thrice, and one of my favorite all-time Thrice songs is actually a B-side, Motion Isn't Meaning, so check it out if you're about to go to the gym and need uh, need something to pump you up a little bit. Go listen to Motion Isn't Meaning, and uh, yeah, you'll lose your mind. Shout out but, Dustin. Shout out to Dustin and Eddie and Tepe and Riley, all four. Go. All four of them, sorry. Um, it's okay. Um, dude, so it's been, it's been four months. Like I said, last time we talked a little bit about kind of our initial reactions to the living in a global pandemic and uh we're gonna you know we kind of thought we'd be in the clear by now little do we know that we probably know more people at this moment that are potentially suffering from COVID-19 than we did even in April or March so um unfortunately our hopes and dreams were a little bit dashed and now we're wearing masks inside of uh our local Little Caesars to to order our our favorite pizza so um what, what are your thoughts on where we are right now yeah there's a lot of thoughts um <laughs> Mostly, it's just like this is really dragged out a lot longer than maybe it should have. Um, I'm not going to point any fingers on anyone specifically because of that, but it sucks that Utah is one of the states that really kind of fell by the wayside. I mean, we were doing so well at the beginning of this thing, and then we got, I don't know if it's impatient or we were just ready to, you know, go ahead and just dive head and head first, but it sucks seeing Utah being one of those states that just like, everyone's saying is blowing up and we're just like you know in the red zone and everything right now and it just makes you feel like we're never going to get through this i think that's the hardest part is the no end in sight um constantly texting people and talking to people like like are we ever going to be the same i can't and there who knows like i honestly don't know how long this thing lasts and that's the hardest part for me yeah man i think uh i mean utah was definitely on the cutting edge on the kind of leading the pack i think amongst states you know for testing in march and april and you know i I was thinking that we were kind of ahead of the curve in that regard and now you know everything's flaring up so i i don't know it's hopefully i don't think our i don't think the deaths have spiked that much Um, i know hospitals are filling up a little bit quicker but cases i mean is i guess i mean hopefully just a testament to better testing but again that said um I feel like a ton of people our age are testing positive. I know a bunch yeah. of people that went up to Bear Lake for the 4th of July, a bunch of kids our age, and um, a f- pretty significant amount came back testing positive, <laughs> and then another crew that went to Powell, and a bunch of those guys tested positive. So I don't know uh, I don't know if it's in the lake water or what, but uh, who knows? Maybe it's in the little mussels inside the lake that you have to wash off your boat. Instead of deteriorating your boat in the lake, they, they give you COVID. Um, but... Dude, what? Tell me, talk to me a little bit about uh, about uh, life, man. I think you turns out. I mean, I don't want to provide any spoilers here, but uh, apparently, spleens can spontaneously combust. Do you, is that a thing? Yeah, learned that the hard way. Um, learned that very hard way. Okay, story time. So, Fourth of July, um, we go to 
someone and it was Emily's aunt's house and all the cousins that were there and stuff and obviously I had to you know do what I got to do and play some spike ball put them in their place a little bit um some hacky sack was involved some volleyball but nothing that I've you know never done before that would put me in potential physical harm especially with the way our friends play sports are you glad that Lacey and I weren't there to uh, to bruise your ego? Maybe not your spleen, but your ego. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so we're playing yard games. And shout out Lacey. <laughs> shout out Lacey. Um, shout out Max, my compadre, against those two. Uh, Max and I are. I think we we hold the. Are we holding? Are you guys holding right now? We're holding by a game. We're holding by one game. All right. Well, I guess we'll see you in a few days. Um, maybe tomorrow after the jazz game, one spike ball session. Um. Anyway, so wake up the next morning super sore. It was, I felt kind of embarrassed, like, man, I'm 30 years old. Do I really feel this sore after trying to keep up with some, you know, 16, you know, teenage-year-old boys, whatever. And, you know, I wanted Emily to sleep in a little bit, so I take Jamie downstairs, and I'm really hurting at this point. And what was interesting was it was like my, my chest and my stomach and then my shoulder was super sore. And I was to the point where I'm like, this isn't getting better. So I actually called Emily and woke her up, and I said, Emily... I got to get you to get me a bath together, throw some Epsom salt in there. I need to soak. I need to make sure I'm okay. And I wasn't okay. So um, long story short, I decided to go to the uh, urgent care that's not too far from her house. I almost pass out as I get into the car, let the air blow on my face a little bit. I figure, you know, I just exerted myself going down through two, two flights of stairs. Uh, let's get there. And I do get there just fine, but as I'm sitting and filling out paperwork, I start feeling the same way I did as I was getting in my car, and I completely throw up all over myself. I'm sweating profusely, and I completely pass out in their waiting room, and they call an ambulance. Um, The doctor actually put his hand on my chest cavity, and I was super bloated, and he told me, he actually called me later, and he said that the hair stood up on the back of his neck because um, I was so bloated and he was so worried about, you know, he assumed I was bleeding internally, and it turns out he was right. Um, after a few ambulance rides to the correct hospital that I needed to be to, a CT scan shows that my spleen was bleeding pretty atrociously. Um, I got to the point where I was on the exact threshold needed in my blood count for a blood transfusion, but the doctor said I'm 30 years old, should be able to make it through it, and I did, but after a procedure, um, they actually were able to keep my spleen, and I was in the hospital for a few days, and shout out to you and Tom coming to see me, and a huge shout out to Emily um, taking care of me. She was there every day. She was taking care of our baby. She was planning my mom's memorial, and she was working full-time, so um, crazy week for us, crazy week in the Pruitt household. Um, Definitely kind of was a scare, but mostly just frustrating that your spleen can spontaneously combust. Super rare, and it just so happens to happen to me in 2020. Dude, literally just picturing that story as you go through it is absolutely insane. Like, we, we played spike ball, I don't know, three or four days before that. And yeah. I mean, it was towards the end of the day, so, I mean, I know everybody was a little bit tired, but, I mean, you had plenty of energy, like, it was totally normal. And then I get that text, it was Sunday morning, and... You say that your chest hurts and you have weird shoulder pain, and not to not to throw out a little flex here, but uh, I did diagnose you with a ruptured. Spleen you did. It was insane. Did. You're like, is your spleen ruptured? Because me, like the pain was in my left shoulder. I'm like, am I having like an acute heart attack or something crazy like that? Um, lo and behold, it was my spleen. Shout out to Doctor Berg, MD. Um, you called it. You called it early, <laughs> and I mean, if this was like ER or house or. 
I don't know, Grey's Anatomy, and you came running into the doctor and said, it's a spleen, you gotta operate now. I'm sure that's how dramatic it would have been in uh, TV land, but in reality, it took a few hours and a few tests and a few times of me passing out. You know, a really embarrassing story was when I got up from the ER to my room, I was switching beds, and I'm like, I gotta pee, so I'm gonna walk into the bathroom and go to the bathroom, so I start peeing, and I got so close to passing out, I was going to fall over. So mid-pee, I just pull up my underwear, pee all over myself, and get back in bed. No. Yeah, it was bad, dude. <laughs> uh, luckily that night, Emily brought me a new pair of underwear to change into. But, you know, 30-year-old men can still have accidents. So, uh, Dude, just t- please tell me you weren't wearing your jazz, your, your jazz undies. The, no, you didn't the stance, them, did you? No, no. It was actually okay, an older good. pair of butter blend stance. Uh, it, she, if that's not a bad omen, I don't know what is. We'll no, get to that later. For, but. for real. Um, shout out Max and shout out my boy Doug Brothers, uh, ex coworkers for the Butterblend Undies. They are fantastic. Um, this this podcast is brought to you by Stance. So Stance, give us money. Fueled by and uh, fueled by Crumble. I'm actually eating the uh, cotton candy cookie right now. It's cookie of the week. You might have pretty, to have words. Amazing. You might have to have words with Emily. She ordered chip tonight, man. Dude, the s'mores cookie from Chip looks pretty good. Uh, so I'm not. I, I won't. I won't have a hard time. I don't have a hard time with her indulging there. But shout out to the mystery. Uh, the mystery sender that, that sent the crumble cookies to my door this morning. I was Whoa. in the middle of a meeting, giving a little presentation, and uh, I hear some pounding on my door. So I, after the after the presentation's up, I I pop downstairs thinking it's some neighbor kid that who knows what they want this time. Um, or thinking it's uh, potentially a neighbor that wants to give me carrots, which has happened occasionally. Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, also some kale and some apples. Very, very kind neighbor. Shout yeah. out Josie. Shout out. Jo- um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it turns out there was a you know the the wonderful, legendary, illustrious pink box that was sitting on my doorstep. So Dang. that's shout a win. Out to, uh, to mystery sender um i'm glad they weren't laced with arsenic i'll say that <laughs> there was a chance that maybe you know two years ago three years ago that, <laughs> that would have been a possibility but i think we're in the clear a lot along with our b-side episode we'll also release that story um again potentially uh when we get you know the million the million in funding yeah. so stay tuned everybody for that but ultimately man honestly not to sidetrack too much i'm glad you survived um that's it was super scary. Everybody was I mean, I was stressed. Everybody that knows you is stressed. It literally the most insane thing, one of the most insane things to happen in the midst of a global pandemic is having your internal <laughs> organs uh give know, out yeah. out of the blue, just kinda give out. But shout out to your overall, I mean, you've got that athletic DNA, those you know, oh, athlete whatever. on the outside, athlete on the inside. Pump that blood out, get things pumping normally again. So shout out to uh to, to your corpus for, for t- not turning into a corpse. <laughs> Okay, hold on though. Um, can I say one positive thing about you know working in a pan- like living in a pandemic? Uh, you don't have to see people. <laughs> <laughs> no, no that that is always a positive if you're a recluse like myself. Um, but robbing banks is easier. Robbing banks is easier on Grand Theft Auto. I've never I've never robbed a real bank. Um, scratch that. Let's beep bleep that out. Um, but no, what I'm going to say here is having a baby which who basically has been alive for the entire pandemic, more or less. Um, I basically right. worked from home his entire life. So um, in a way, it is a pretty cool blessing to be able to see him grow. 
and not miss out on anything. Because with these young kids, Berg, I'm not kidding you, something new happens every single day. So I'm super excited that I get to see that instead of seeing it through like video or FaceTime while I'm sitting at a desk trying to sell diagramming software, I can actually see it from my own eyes. So that's one thing that's been really cool. Dude, when I say that I'm an expert at weeds, I am because I used to work on a farm in sixth grade, actually between sixth and seventh grade, shout out to Bangator Farm. And uh, <laughs> when I was picking radishes and picking green beans and husking corn in Farmington, I uh, got real familiar with the weeds that could uh, you know, really, really uh, derail a, a proper farm operation. And I know how fast those weeds grow. And I swear the freaking kids grow faster than weeds. They really do. Jamie, honestly, every time I see him, which isn't super frequently, but I do get a, a decent amount of exposure to him on, uh, on Instagram and Snapchat and things. And the dude is literally, uh, yeah, growing like a weed. So yeah. it's, it's cool. And he's a, he's a much better looking weed than the crap that I used to have to deal with. So that's, <laughs> thanks. Uh, thanks for that. On the eyes. I was going to say, no. <laughs> um, what about you, dude? What have you been up to? What's, what's the past? So like, the initial lockdown and we think we're going to be in there for six weeks and it ends up being four months. What have you been up to? Dude, honestly, you know me, I'm a pretty routine schedule oriented guy. And, uh, this whole pandemic is actually been kind of nice because my, my typical regimented schedule has pretty much gone out the window. You know, some nights I'm going to bed at nine, other nights I'm going to bed at three. Sometimes I have appointments that don't start till 11. Sometimes they'll start at nine. Like work has been pretty flexible and so I'm just pretty much winging every day. It's been kind of nice. Um, this is inadvertently, this wasn't the goal, is inadvertently turned into a grass is greener um, segment where we talk about my single life or Kurt's married life and uh, the, the ins and outs of each. But it has made uh, dating quite a bit easier, I should say, um, just because, again, there isn't really a whole lot else to do other than work and then stay away from people, again, aside from the person that you actually want to hang out with. So... Um, we'll, uh, we'll pretty much leave it at that for now, but it has made, it has made life a lot more, a lot more fun and, uh, spontaneous. And it makes things a little bit more chaste because you have to stay six, you know, six feet apart, um, when you do date or, you know, you go, you have a Tinder girl come over or what have you, hypothetically, you're supposed, you know, they, they come over and then you can sit on opposite couches and just get to know each other, which is really nice. And I'm really happy. That's the way that most single people are handling the pandemic. Absolutely, dude. And the thing is with Tinder girls is you need six feet plus another 12 feet because we both know uh, <laughs> generally, no offense to anybody that's on Tinder if you're uh, a person of reputable moral standing, but uh, most uh, most encounters on Tinder, well, if you know for proper safety procedures, you got to stay at least 18 feet yeah. away because who knows what types of things are being transmitted uh, <laughs> you know, there. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, thankfully, I haven't had to access the dating apps for, for quite a while. We'll see how that plays out for me. But uh it's it's true. So we uh, we actually got some we got some Halo in uh, a couple days ago. Yeah, um, we did, and that was a good time with our, our uh, somewhat significant others. <laughs> you could say, yeah, I mean, not on the battlefield. <laughs> I say somewhat because on the battlefield we played a few free for all games and we had to had to kill them. But yeah. it was uh, it was actually way fun. I'm also gonna just put a plug in here that my wife is in a somewhat significant other for me. Uh, shout out Emily, you are no. a significant other. <laughs> Significant in reality, but only somewhat significant because they were only on our team for half the time we were okay, playing because the you. first few games were a free-for-all. I got you. Okay, okay. Fully significant in real life, of course. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I, I won't mince my words there. Um, um, and it's good. We did okay. Um, we, you know, no offense to my wife, but, you know, we're pulling a little dead weight there in the terms of the Halo world. Um, and we did okay. Halo 2, we did awesome. 
Halo 2 anniversary, we did we did terrible. Halo 3 is like being thrown to the wolves, but we did okay. And you know what? I'll take okay. Especially at 30 years old when I don't get to play every day. Yeah, man. Honestly, you carried us in Halo 2. I, I felt like I felt pretty solid. We had both like almost two K to D ratio. Like our K to D ratio was probably two. Um, and we carried uh, we definitely carried the significant others, but it was still <laughs> fun to to mess around and, and we were definitely social distanced uh probably i don't know five to six feet apart but yeah um and it felt like a celebration well, berg because uh halo infinite released some gameplay for us to view and it, it was fun to be excited about halo again and i think we just wanted to play yeah man it's uh unfortunately sorry chase flint uh the game was not released on thursday um <laughs> it was merely a trailer but uh when i say merely i don't want to take anything away from it because it's actually pretty sick it looks Definitely a throwback and an ode to Halo One Combat Evolved, um, with a few with a few modern enhancements like the grappler thing that that the Master Chief used to like grapple onto one of those brutes and pretty much slice his head off, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, release date's coming up in uh, I don't know, it's gonna be released sometime this year, so it should be way fun. I'm stoked. Yeah, I'm excited too, and I'm just excited because, like you said, looks like Halo One and kind of feels like Halo One, at least in the gameplay that we saw. And there's a lot of good memories attached to that. So hopefully we can get some nostalgia plus, you know, um, recency excitement going on. And it's just a good time. So we'll keep you guys updated in our Halo Infinite um, unboxing, we'll call it, as we get closer to the holiday season. Right. And Carl, we might invite you to play. Sorry about the uh, the, the miscommunication yeah. from a couple nights ago. But uh, maybe you might you might cut it. But this is the thing, dude. Of all times to actually this, – this is what sucks. Is with video games these days – like they're a nice release, but the ki- like kids are so good at like the 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 newer video games that you sign on and honestly it's not even fun. You just get your butt kicked. So unless you're playing with your friends, like it's honestly demoralizing, which is why I probably haven't turned my Xbox on in forever unless I'm playing Halo with you guys. Um, <laughs> but when this Halo gets released, yes, we probably won't be able to spend as much time as a homeschooled high school kid right now because of the virus. But that said, we'll be able to we'll be able to put our put some hours in. We have that. I mean, at this point, you know, controlling Master Chief is kind of ingrained in our DNA, and so I think uh, we might be able to hold our own pretty well. I'm stoked. Yeah, and more importantly, um, I don't care if I'm great at this one. I just want to be okay. Again, I just want to be okay at it. So I just want to compete, dude. I just want to compete. I don't want to get run over. Yeah, if I can <laughs> just go plus two in a game consistently, that's a win. I'm helping my team. It's a win. If it's eight and You're six, so be team, it. Dude. Exactly. If it's five and three, so be it. But I'm helping my team, and that's all I care about. Dude, yeah, it'll be fun. We'll have an update. Anybody that wants to play Halo with us, hit us up. We're playing uh, uh, the Master Chief Edition or Master Chief Collection right now in anticipation. Playing Halo 1, 2, 3. Not really 4 because it honestly blows. 4 is crap. Uh, yeah, hit us up. We'll get a little custom game going and, and see if we can open things up. Um, anyway, dude, speaking of, uh, helping out the team, I mean, wow, I, what a segue, how about dude, how about that wow. segue, man, I, I blew it, man, no, that I was just perfect, to say, dude, if, if someone showed you a snapshot, like, so on New Year's, we, we had a, we had a New Year's party at Barnes's and we played Norman memes, ate some treats. And if someone showed you a snapshot of what July would look like. One, people wearing masks into their local grocery store. Two, uh, empty flights. Three, if they showed you (laughs) – 
box cutouts of fans in MLB stadiums with everybody wearing masks. And then four, they showed uh, actual NBA basketball regular season games being played in July. What would you think? I would honestly think we had gone to war at some point or something like that. That that a foreign power invaded our, our shores. That's the only thing I could think of. Pandemics, you don't that think about we, that. We had Chernobyl-like meltdown in yeah. like the middle of Galveston, Texas, and it spread across the country, right? Like, <laughs> I what mean, in the world? You can hope for Houston, but we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Well, yeah, for <laughs> real. Dude, nonetheless, segue, we have NBA basketball. Today's Wednesday, July 29th. The Utah Jazz square off against... The New Orleans Pelicans, shout out D-Faves. We'll get into that in a second. Tomorrow, July 30th at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. I take that back, 4.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Thank you. We have jazz basketball, dude. Let's go. I know, dude. And I've always said I want to watch the jazz play in the summer, meaning I want to watch them in the finals in June. But here we are, July, eight, eight regular season games, roll into the playoffs. I feel like I feel like all bets are off in the bubble. I don't know, Berg, but... We have jazz basketball, and it's a, a meaningful game, an actual meaningful sports event that I care about. I can't believe we got to this point. It's like it's like therapy. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be nirvana for me. I know, man. And so for all of you out there that may be living in a bomb shelter and not paying attention, and for the record, I can't necessarily say – I can't say I don't blame you if you are living in a bomb shelter. But if you have been, uh, the NBA is back on track. There was a period literally probably from – well – May, most of June, where it was undecided about whether or not the NBA would be able to resume play and finish the season due to the pandemic breakout. They're trying to work out a different system and scheme to to make it really actual a feasible endeavor. And the stars aligned. I don't know if uh, our our good man Larry uh, Larry Miller, amongst uh, other angels um, who dwell among us, you know, had something to do with it, but somehow. We have an NBA season that's back on track in all – well, actually, no, not all 30 teams. Um, what, we have 13 teams in the West. So I'm sorry to the Timberwolves. I'm sorry to the, the Warriors, but not sorry at all. You guys are home because you aren't even in contention. And then in the East, I believe there are 11 teams, I think, um, that have been sent to Orlando. It's basically like a summer camp. They're all hanging out at Disney World. They're not letting many people in, not letting many people out. They had to quarantine in their rooms for 14 days. They're all wearing masks, and uh, they've created what they've called an NBA bubble in an attempt to keep the virus from spreading and running rampant throughout uh, throughout the NBA, trying to avoid having to shut it down. And now we have finally games on tap. They've been scheduled. They've had a few exhibition games. There have been a few exhibition excuse me a few exhibition games over the last week and a half. And tomorrow, the real games start, starting with the Jazz at 4.30. So that's kind of where we are, man. Um, what are your thoughts on the whole bubble thing? The bubble's kind of cool. I don't know. It's, it's odd. Definitely odd. But I think it's pretty cool. And I think that's mostly because the vibe, like you said, these players feel like it feels like an AAU tournament or um, summer league, but with the best players in the world rather than rookies and wannabes. Um, the, the only problem, I just wish we had more coverage like coming from the inside, not necessarily basketball, but what the social status is um, of NBA players just walking around at this resort together. Um, 
it'd be fun to see the common areas and, and understanding which players are social, uh, which players are reclusive, which players, you know, what kind of clicks you get, whether they stay with the team or maybe some people are hanging out together outside of their team. I want to know who the ping pong champ is. There's, there's a lot of things I want to understand of what's going on, but overall, um, it might just be because I'm excited about basketball being back, but I think the bubble's kind of cool. Um, the weirdest thing to me, though, is seeing them practice in those big banquet halls, right? Where I, like, I felt like I've shot so many weddings or I've been to so many weddings and they just have courts set up and there's professional basketball players in there just shooting some hoop, which is pretty crazy. Um, it's just out of place and it's odd and different, but I think it's awesome. How do you feel about it? Dude, when you when you kind of go through describing what the bubble's like, I honestly the closest thing I think about is Hogwarts. Honestly, <laughs> literally, I mean, you, obviously you've got yeah, just like you said. You mean it's interesting to know if anybody's from Gryffindor is going to hang out with anybody in Slytherin and you know all that good stuff. There's some some low key Laker uh, Bulls hangouts, or you know, obviously the Jazz have been some of the Jazz guys have been hanging out with some of the guys on the Heat. Clarkson um, had that Corona shotgun challenge with Myers Leonard. And uh, I think Royce participated as well. And uh, I can't remember who else did. But um, honestly, man, it looks like a blast in my opinion. Because I know a lot of the guys have – obviously they have family and stuff that couldn't make it. And so you worry about, you know, guys like Joe and Mike. Of course, you know, both their wives are pregnant and they have kids. But, you know, if I was someone who was uh, not married and, you know, my family was safe and taken care of outside, if I could just hang out with the homies all day every day and play hoop, you know, I think that would be such a blast. Uh I mean, obviously the weather's perfect. Ping pong's there naturally. I feel like I would dominate in ping pong. Um, I've, I feel like I've officially dethroned Chase Flint as the uh, ping pong champion. I don't think I've played anybody that uh, that can beat me at this point. Um, that's a little cocky statement, but at the same time, I'm still waiting for somebody to to give me a game. And so, if anybody out there is willing to uh, play some pong anytime soon, let me know because uh, I'm, I'm due for a good game. Because Chase just can't cut it anymore, and he lives in LA. Um, shout out to them on the on the pregnancy, by the yeah. way. Shout out to Baby Rida. Shout out Flint. Also, Berg, those are fighting words. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get involved, but I really hope Flint calls you out and we get something set up and we can record it and send it. This and- is the thing. I know. I wish he didn't want to play last time he was here because I think he might have been afraid. Technically, actually. Wow, uh, Flint, Betsy, you're Betsy scared. Betsy was pregnant and they had to leave early, and I know that was kind of an excuse and it's kind of weak, but convenient um, excuse if you ask me. It is a little convenient because we played like two Christmases ago. He came over to my parents' house. They've got a table, and uh, things didn't go well for Flint Rider then. And that's mm. kind of when the torch was passed. You know, not to take anything away from his skills, but um, sorry, we're getting away from the, the bubble talk. I, I really think it'd be a blast. Uh, I think people are. I think the players are, are being pretty well taken care of. Um, I know it's. I know it's got to be a crazy transition, and it's something completely new. But um, I feel like there's going to be some teams that are going to try and make the best of it, and it'll be a good time. But. Yeah. Before we get into the serious stuff, you know, obviously you think about this bubble where re- access is restricted. Um, we, we were kind of thinking, you know, who do you think? And obviously Lou Williams has already left the bubble and came yeah. back. And interestingly enough, I was going to bring this up. It feels like uh, Zion has left the bubble. Montrez left the bubble. Um, a few other guys have left and come back. Um, what's up like with all these personal pri- these all these personal family matters? I feel like that rarely happens in the you know, in, in regular season play, like where they have to leave the team, granted, probably because they're with their family, but I, I'm, I'm kind of curious, like where, where these guys have been going um, for a couple of days and then coming back, you know? Yeah, especially um, Lou obviously showed his true cards, um, strip club gate. Personally, I, I kind of feel like... Gentleman's club? Yeah, sorry, gentleman's club. 
feel like maybe there should be some sort of, I don't know, at least suspension. Like, like all it takes is one guy to come in and spread this virus around and ruin it for everybody else. So, um, you know, if you're going to leave and you're saying it's for family business, it better be for family business. Also, Montrez, dude, that lady that said um, she was already invited to the bubble. She had one NBA right. follower and it was you. So I'm not going to point any fingers. I'm saying if there was a snitch line and I was there, I wouldn't I wouldn't use it, but I'd threaten with it. That's for sure. <laughs> Speaking of the, the snitch line, dude, of all NBA players that you can think of, who's the player most likely to snitch on another player for doing something that's uh, yeah. potentially out of bounds? There's one literally or figuratively. One player and one player only that would do this, and this was 100% Chris Paul. 150% Chris Paul. Good call. One. His shirt's untucked. His shirt's untucked. That's a tech. 100%. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I would say, I would say Chris Paul. I would also say, for some reason, I just don't trust JJ Barea as far as I could throw him, even though I probably could throw him pretty far because he's, <laughs> he's kind of small. But I feel like JJ Barea, just kind of looking at him, you feel like he's got some snitchiness to him. And uh, he's. You know, probably, yeah. I don't know. He's he's in in league with uh, with the snitch hotline. I'm sure. I so, wonder. I wonder. Chris Paul's a great call. I wonder if JJ requested his room to be in the basement, in his little goblin basement where he can hang out. His little green gods. His little green gods. <laughs> Dude, yeah. honestly, I say I'd pay. I'd like give up my life savings to be able to spend an off season or two in the front office of the jazz and just listen to what goes on and the calls that are made and the trades um, that are composed and maybe fall through and, and just kind of be on the inside and have hundred percent access. I think one thing I would like even more than that would be able to have complete access and basically an invisibility cloak to wander around the bubble. Or if the NBA just gave me like an NBA uh, lanyard with an NBA polo and let me just kind of wander around with unrestricted access just to kind of watch and listen and see what's going on. Basically be a mole on the inside. I, I would willingly, uh, Probably even give up a pinky toe to be able to do that. I think that'd be so much fun. <laughs> it really would be awesome. I think about it actually more often than I would like to admit. But being in the bubble would be awesome. In a non-creepy way, of course. I would definitely find a way to challenge Donnie and Ping Pong. And then uh, we'd probably play COD together. And I'd, I'd probably bring us down because I hate COD. I prefer, you know, bass. But anyway. Um, Is this pot over? <laughs> Somehow we're 35 minutes deep and have just started talking about the NBA. So yeah. that's that's... <laughs> Sorry, listeners. But for real, man. Okay, we're we're in the bubble. Games start tomorrow. The yeah. Jazz. Every team has eight games, so the Jazz have eight games currently. We're the four seed, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a lot that has to go. I mean, there's a lot that's going to be played out, and I mean, who in the world knows how it's going to shake out? But what are your thoughts, man? Talk to me about what, how you're feeling about the Jazz. We don't have Boyan Bogdanovich, uh-huh. who unfortunately had wrist-ending surgery or uh, season-ending surgery on his wrist. <laughs> Thank goodness his his wrist isn't over. But it's hard, man. It's really hard for me to talk about like expectations where I want to see this team go. Because one, again, in the bubble, like, have you seen any team that feels like they're completely dominant over another? Because to me, it feels like this is the most even the league's ever been going into the playoffs. It's like there was an offseason again. They're going to play eight games and then just jump into the playoffs. That's like incredible to try and guess who's going to win. Um, but for the Jazz, like, yeah, 20 points per game scares me, um, losing that. And it's not just 20 points per game. It's 20 points per game without controlling or dominating the ball. Like, the players that are going to be making up for it, um, obviously, like, 
the bench is going to be making up for it. Um, Mike's going to have to step up in a big way. Donnie's going to take on some more scoring. Um, but it's scary because like Donnie, Mike, and Clarkson, they're guys that are going to be scoring but also have to have the ball in their hand to like score and take a few dribbles to score. Whereas Bo- Boya or Bogey was catch and shoot, catch, take a dribble or two and shoot. And it was an easy 20 points where it didn't really stop the ball moving to other players. So that's that's my biggest concern. I think I think we can do it. Um, I'm a little nervous that a lot of the weight falls onto Georgie's shoulders. Um, a lot of people love Georgie. I think Georgie's great. Um, he seems like a cool guy, but he's no he's no bogey. So um, a little Dude, worried about call, that. You can call Georgie the Gulf of Mexico because he was wet the last game, dude. He was oh. stroking. If he can shoot like that, honestly, I'm not worried. Yeah, I'm. But I'm also scared. I don't know. I'm scared about a lot of things, mostly how um, our defense just seems to bleed points in the paint, which is very backwards to what we're used to. Um, if we can get some defensive communication going, though, um, it could be really good. And, and, and to end on some positive notes here, Mike has looked great. Um, Donovan to Rudy, that connection looks fantastic, the best that it's looked ever, um, which is good, too, because it takes away that concern of, are those two even going to get along? And then... Uh, Joe's been more aggressive, which is what we need to see. And like you said, Georgie stepped up in a big way. Um, some of the younger guys that are getting minutes late, it's exciting to see because you know if someone does go down, which is a chance going straight into some heavy basketball after a few months off, um, we might have some guys that could step up in a big way as well. So um, I trust Quinn. I trust the coaching staff. I, I trust you know Johnny. I mean, Donnie's shot looks amazing. I think I think we got a lot of good things happening going in. Um, we just got to take care of business. It's true, man. I'm, I'm with you. I think, uh, I mean, we play, so in our eight games, uh, we play the Lakers, we play Denver, OKC, Memphis, Dallas, uh, the Pelicans, and the Spurs twice. Yeah. So, um, technically speaking, I mean. What do you see our record out, out of the eight games? Out of the eight? I think, I think five and Three is probably most likely scenario. Uh-huh. Um, I think four and four is probably where. Well, what's more likely to you? Kind of weird. Is four and four the more likely, likely than eight goes, and two, or six and two? Sorry. Oh dear. Um, yeah, I would say four and four is probably because at. A lot of it could come down to gamesmanship the last couple games. Who knows if we pull like a Denver uh, did last time and maybe throw a game oh, or true. whatever. I Honestly, and I would respect Quinn for doing it, especially if it screws someone like Denver over. Or just um, like we don't play the, the Rockets. Rockets. Just because we hate the Rockets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think 4-4 I think four and four is more likely than 6-2 and two for sure. I, I think we end up at 5-3 and three somehow. And mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, I could see us. We got to win tomorrow. Um, we got to beat the Spurs both times. Um, Memphis has to go down. We actually play pretty well against Dallas. We and do play well against Dallas, even, yeah. Even though we're 0-2 against Denver this year, I think uh, I could see us beating Denver. The Lakers could be tough. Granted, without Rondo, without Bradley, and the fact that they've got number one locked up, you know, we could actually steal one from the Lakers. So, who knows, man? Let's go 8 no. Screw it. We're going 8 no. 8 no. let's go. For what it's worth, uh, I think we, we have the second easiest schedule, remaining schedule in the West. Yeah, the Clippers' uh, opponents' winning percentages is fifty-five percent, and 
55.3%. Technically, we're 55.8. Sorry to put our listeners to sleep with those stats, but um, we're, we're right there. I know, right? So, anyway, inject the NBA into your veins tomorrow, everybody. It's exciting. We've got, uh, I mean, it's going to be weird. It Literally, they're playing in front of zero fans. I think last time they had some, like, Zoom fans coming in. I think they may have been, like... I saw that. It's uh, weird. Reporters. I think they may have just been, like, columnists and reporters and stuff, but... Um, who knows, dude? If things continue like this, I could see, I could see, uh, like virtual reality just blowing up. They just stick like a virtual reality cameras like around the stadium, and yeah. then you just plug your virtual reality well, headset on, and you can scream and yell, and they'll pump it through the system, and it's basically like you're there, but you're actually on your couch eating crumble cookies. They uh, they piloted weird. that though, haven't they? The VR stuff. I think they did, and I don't know ever what became of it. I don't know what became of it. Maybe it was like, no, everybody wants the real deal, and so yeah. this is just not going anywhere, dude. Conspiracy theory. Maybe Bill Gates was in charge of the VR department at Microsoft, or he had kind of special watch over it and was kind of in, in league with those guys. And maybe he released COVID. Who knows, to dude? To fuel the sports viewing experience via VR. I don't know. I hear Bill Gates is up to some uh, some shady stuff. So you're on to something there. To, uh, wow. I might be. You need to write that out, dude. You're on to something. <sighs> Thanks, uh, man. I think uh, I think that's definitely worth investigating further. So. Um, if anybody else wants to do the legwork on us and uh, come on the pod to discuss that, we'd be happy to happy to go over it. But anyway, um, yeah, man, I think it's exciting. It'll be a nice escape yeah. uh, from the day to day, and it's just insane that we've got basketball. And, and I think today, um, everybody tested in the bubble. It's the second time they've all come up as, as testing negative. So it sounds like the bubble's working so far. Hopefully, people don't get too crazy and start trying to bring girls in or friends in or whoever what in. And, you know, there's a massive outbreak because uh, things are looking pretty good right now, but I don't want to jinx it. Yeah, and that was my biggest concern. Like, even up to the point of these scrimmages, I was so worried that we wouldn't like something would happen and we wouldn't have the season or the the postseason. But the back to back testing negative uh, completely across the board is pretty encouraging, and I feel like this is going to play out. I feel like Adam Silver's pretty hell-bent on making sure that it does play out. He said it's going to take a lot to get this thing shut down. Um, obviously, there's a lot of money riding on it, so that makes sense. But, yeah, um, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch I'm excited to watch sports and sports that I care about. It actually means a lot to me, obviously, so much that we do this podcast on our free time to talk about it. So it'll be nice to have something to escape reality from a little bit and just, you know, watch some basketball with my friends. Yeah, man. And uh, on, on another note, obviously, we're Team Nike over here. Checks over stripes pretty much all the time. Uh, shout out Drake. Shout out Drizzy. Shout out Hotline Bling. But uh, obviously, Donnie is a, an Adidas affiliated athlete. And so I'm going to support that through and through. And some early prototypes on his new shoes uh, that came out before things even got shut down were kind of crazy. It looked like Chucky from Rugrats uh, designed them. Um, but uh, the more recent photos to come out of these things... Um, actually look pretty solid. Like they'd actually be something that I would be super ashamed to wear on my feet. I'd be, I'd rep with pride. Have you seen the new, uh, the new Don issue twos? Uh, yeah. The, like the early mock-ups and stuff. Yeah. The ones he's been wearing on the court have looked really good in my opinion. Um, it really just comes down to colorways, right? Like that's a huge thing in shoes and those Crayola whatever's that got released. The prototypes look green and orange ones. Yeah. It looked <laughs> terrible. Um, but it looks a lot better and obviously I'm going to buy some regardless if I like them or not. Um, cause we got to make sure our boy feels supported. That's right. 
Yeah, man, I'm, I'm stoked. All the colorways that I've seen have been sweet. And I swear they had to have changed something design-wise because those other things could have you know, been drawn by Van Gogh color-wise and they'd still, I feel like they'd still look insane. So yeah. um, anyway, shout out, Don. So, dude, what else? Uh, I mean, I know we were going to look at some over-unders and some other things, but is, is there anything else we want to we hit on NBA-wise? Yeah, I have a question for you. Um, hit me. What are, what are our expectations for the Jazz in terms of postseason. For me, um, I'm thinking like I want to get through the first round for sure. I want to make the second round a series, six, seven games. Um, and then like the stretch goal would be Western Conference Finals. But are you more optimistic than me, Berg? Do you think this could be a year where we actually contend for a title and make it break through? Or are we a first round exit team? What are you thinking? couple things. First of all, before I dive in, shout out to Cousin Sal and Bill Simmons podcast for uh, – Having some high hopes for the Jazz at sixty to one odds, um, I think he he laid some money on them, and he 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 does a pretty a pretty decent job in the the world of, of sports betting. So hopefully, cousin Sal's on to something here because he threw some money on the Jazz at sixty to one. Um, dude, I think ah, there's there's the whole karmic aspect of this where we've literally been through hell and back between the relationship stuff between Don and Rudy, which we could maybe hit on too if we want. Um, obviously, with Bogdanovich. Um, busting his wrist, um, really kind of the ups and downs of the season that mostly felt like downs just based on our expectations. I feel like we're due to be pleasantly surprised by something. And so, I am I mean, a first-round exit would be a pretty big letdown. Um, I know we're not positioned great, but uh, I think, whew, dude, best case, I mean, not best case scenario, but best likely case scenario, maybe maybe the, the cards, the stars align and we end up in the Western Conference Finals and and who knows? Uh, we end up against somebody like the Lakers, and you know now they don't have Avery Bradley. Now they don't have Rondo. Um, maybe I don't know. Anthony Davis has some freak back spasms because he tends to uh, to come up with random injuries in, in uh, important periods of, of the season. Um, and somehow we find a way through, dude. And somehow we end up in the finals. Could you imagine? Like I don't want to get. We've talked about this in the past, but I feel like we're due for a miracle, man. I feel like we're due for something like that. Yeah, Q, Bonnie, Tyler, I need a hero or something like that. Um, I I agree. Who knows? Like I said, I feel like all bets are off at this point because no one looks significantly better in these scrimmages than anybody else. Um, Players were coming off basically a shortened offseason. And like the beginning of any season, it takes a few weeks up to a month or two actually for, for teams to kind of get into the swing of things. So... I don't know what can happen, and I might be crazy, but you know what? If this is our year, so be it. I will I will take the bubble championship, and I will own that for the rest of my life. So I'm going to be cheering for him, that's for sure. Oh, 100%. And I feel like with Donnie and Rudy, um, again, that whole thing, like if they can, and it's obviously it's, it's really hard to read into a couple exhibition games, but they seem to be actually gelling pretty well, um, sharing the ball. Uh, you know, just all those, all those small, you know, intangible things that, that looks like good team. And they're, they're obviously professionals and they both have the drive to win, which is why I'm not particularly worried. But I feel like if you kind of examine the trajectory of our season and kind of how things went, I view what's going to happen moving forward as either way better or way worse. I don't think it'll kind of continue on that, that malaise of like weirdness. I could see us just, just wrecking teams because Mike uh, feels much more comfortable uh, because Clarkson just goes JC on everybody, um, and Donnie and Rudy, you know, take things up a notch. 
Or I could see the wheels just completely falling off, and then we're a whole new team a year and a half from now because we had to trade one of our guys, and life sucks. So <laughs> I choose to believe the positive. And uh, I think – I don't know, man. I think it could happen. If we win it all, there's no asterisk. Think about that, man. We, we, if we win it all, it's even more special. I think it's more difficult to win a championship in the global pandemic. So I think it's worth like three championships. And so uh, no one's going to take that away from me. Nope, I agree. Unless like It'll the count Lakers- for 98 98- – and 97 and 2020. If the Lakers win, it's an asterisk for sure, though. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, are you, or Houston. Are you Heaven forbid Houston wins this 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 round. I swear. I swear to you, if Houston wins and I have to deal with their fans online about them defending this, this, or that, I will. my head will explode. I promise you that. Anyone but Houston at this point. <sighs> if Houston wins, I'm going to have to learn how to throw 98 so I can be Joe Kelly and start just throwing stuff at Houston fans, both uh, actual stuff if I ever see them in person and then uh, shade on Twitter too just because I need to have some 98-mile-an-hour heaters. So shout out Joe Kelly for throwing uh, 96 over Carlos Correa last night. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Anyway, yeah, man. It's – I guess we'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll have some recaps of of how things go maybe a few games in, maybe in a couple weeks. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I think – at this point, we're optimistic, and I've got my Donnie jersey on right now in uh, in anticipation. Let's go! All right, spitfire um, some stuff at me. I don't know what do you want to do, dude. But so of course we threw out a uh, a little uh, wow mailbag, little mailbag, and honestly we had so many responses, so we're only gonna be able to get to a couple of them. So shout out to everybody for their their response. If we don't get to you today, we'll. Uh, We'll shoot out another one, and we'll get to your questions later. Maybe also, ask better questions, or I don't know. Also, shout out yeah. the interns that dig through all those questions and pick out the best ones for us. Um, it is a thankless job, but I'm thanking you on air so everyone knows how hard you've worked. Dude, I got a text from one of them at 4 o'clock in the Florence morning um, telling us that like 300 more submissions came through and that uh, he had to stay for an extra like half hour to go through them. So, um, you know, we probably don't pay him enough, but... It's one of those things where if they grind hard enough, who knows? They might be in our seat someday. So we'll let them. We'll let them keep it up. Wow, what a hard they're worker! Earning, they're earning their keep. Yes. I know, I know. So, first question comes from. We'll go with. Let me pull it up here because we're kind of talking jazz already. Let's go with uh, our, our 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 pal Mark Kaiser. Mark, what up? Um, what up mark i don't know I, why hey mark we'll get you on i promise bro <laughs> i promise we'll get you I felt on so bad dude he was like bro why why haven't you got me on the podcast yet we, we see each other all the time and you're still not on the pod mark dude i'm sorry we'll get you on um we still need to play basketball i know that jump shot's coming along it was actually super silky last time we played and uh that's a real thing and we need to uh we need to get you on the pod so sorry for leaving you hanging here but uh he says do you see Spy Dad Mitchell, which he is kind of our daddy in a way, in a, in a sick way, the daddy of our dreams, um, <laughs> in that he's going to conceive a championship for us? Um, do you see Spy Dad Mitchell becoming the Jazz's point guard after next season or stay at a two? What do you think, Kurt? Um, not next season. Mike's going to opt into his contract for sure, right? Um, right. Unless he said after next season, so to clarify, oh, he says okay. after next season. Then yeah, hundred percent. I think so. I think that's something that Zanuck said, right? That they're kind of grooming Donnie to end up being the point guard of the future. So yes, that's my answer. Is yes, I do see that. I, I agree. Um, Zanuck said that, and then I know Tony Jones has come out and adamantly said that 
that Donnie is uh, is going to be the point guard of the future. And who knows? Maybe something crazy happens and, uh, I don't know, John Morant somehow ends up at our number one and we've got Donnie at the two at that don't point. Tease or, me, you know, or Steve, we somehow we draft Steve Nash Jr. and uh, he, he's our point guard and something. But it's highly likely that Donnie will be our point guard. And that's pretty uh, pretty exciting because he's played great at the one. Yeah. And, uh, he's got vision and he be... can make... He can make a lot of passes that a lot of people can't make in the league. And honestly, he's he's got a heater. Like he he can freaking sling it down um either baseline or from end line to end line on a rope. So I would love to see Donnie control the ball more and run the offense more. Yeah, and that lets uh, that frees up Bradley Bill's spot um at yes. the two so we can have yes, Brad come in and just stroke the lights out. So I, I like that a lot. Um next question from Chafe 16, who unfortunately, our good friend Carl Hafen, um, has gone through a bit of a hard time with, with Mike Conley. I know that he, uh, you know, he kind of jumped off the Conley bandwagon for a while and he's kind of hesitated to jump back on, but it sounds like Carl's back on the Conley bandwagon. And interestingly enough, he, he asks us, which is a little hypocritical, what does Conley have to do to get you to root for him? So, um, <laughs> I, I don't know why this is coming from Carl, who's thrown much more shade at Conley than any of us. But nevertheless, uh, dude, Mountain Mike's had our heart since the beginning. And I feel like, you know, as long as he doesn't bail um, on the jazz in our moment of need, went to go visit his new baby, which <laughs> sounds way jacked up, but I actually support him doing up. it. <laughs> because fatherhood is, is uh, an important thing. Not that I would know, but I, I do know. Um, you know, aside from the, the, one of the coolest things that could happen is Mike leaves. Maybe in the regular season, maybe we struggle a little bit. He he has his baby, everything is great, comes back, and then uh, ultimately leads us to victory. Or we get in some hole, like we get in some 3-0 hole in the playoffs, and then he comes back and we we, we run the table 4-3, and uh, then we end up in like the finals or something. So I feel like that would put him in uh, almost deity status if he did that. But uh, at this point, he's one of my favorite jazz men, so I think Carl should should probably join us in the appreciation. What do you think? <laughs> Okay, I will take onus here. First of all, I've been on this podcast multiple t- multiple times defending Conley and saying people need to chill out. But I also have been critical of Conley later on in the season um, when he wasn't playing great. And this, this is my defense. Because he makes $34 million, I just ask for him to play more consistently at a $34 million level. That's all I ask. It's all I ask from Conley, you know, just kind of play up to your contract. And he has been, especially the last few games of the season before it shut down. And he definitely has been in the scrimmage. All I want Conley to do, and I love Conley so much, Carl. I know I can get critical, but I never say I want him off the team. And I've never said that he's crap. I just said, I want to see a little consistency. And that's it. And it, I think our success like, is falling heavily on Conley's shoulders and I'm going to support him through that. So all I need to see from Conley, some consistency through these eight games. And I want to see playoff Mike. And I want to see playoff Mike be a killer. That's it. I love Mike. Shout out to Mike. I love what he's done for... I, I, Go on. Nope, nope. Keep going. Oh, I was just going to say, I love Mike. And I, I just really want him to to win. I want to win a championship with Mike Conley. So I fully support him. Couldn't have said it better myself, man. I could not have said it better myself. Um, let's let's keep the question in uh, in, in the sports realm here. Uh, the next question was submitted by our good friend Tyson Barlow, T Bone, 
aka uh, on his way to becoming Captain Barlow. He just finished his commercial pilot's license. Just uh, knocked that thing out. So shout out to our guy Tyson um, for for conquering the skies. Um, he asks, and this is mostly directed to you, Kurt. Um, Kurt's take on the Washington t- football team's name change. Where are you with this, Kurt? First of all, the Washington football team is the greatest name in sports ever. So original. No other team calls themselves the football team, which is great. Secondly, our fight song Well, technically is- the Cowboys are America's team, right? There's so many things you say throughout this podcast that makes me just want to just quit and never do it again, but I can't do that to our fans. So, uh, Honestly, I think I just injected myself with COVID by asking that question. I literally made myself sick because screw the Cowboys. So, if, you guys, if you guys thought that Gobert and Donnie's relationship was strained, um, you ain't seen nothing yet after that question. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's really hard to kind of go into the th- everything about it. I mean, the name was going to change, right? Regardless... Um, they've been trying to change it for 10 years. They're going to keep fighting hard. And just everything that's happened in the political landscape this year, it, it made sense for it to be the year to make the name, name change happen. So um, Washington football team, whatever, it's it's temporary. Um, I'd rather them take their time and do this. And then, you know, ho- hopefully they don't pick like something lame like the Warriors. Um, but, you know, I just hope they do it right. Could you imagine? I It'd be so hard. Um, I'm, I'm actually kind of cool with the uniforms. It's just basically the same uniform, but on the helmet, it's the burgundy helmet and then gold numbers. So the player's numbers on the side, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, it sucks because I have so much gear, um, and I've invested so much time and money into that. But you know, at the end of the day, if people are feeling marginalized because of the team name, then that's selfish of me and, and they had to do what they had to do. So, um, it was bound to happen. And it happened this year. That's all I got to say about it, you know? Yeah, man. Good question. And I support the, the burgundy uh, color scheme as well, naturally, because uh, it's essentially my name plus the undie. So um, I, I got to be a fan of that. And, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Like, you know how wearing, wearing like, old school throwback uniforms and stuff um, has always kind of been a thing? It'll be interesting to see if that's something that even, uh, even happens with the Redskins yeah. or the Washington football team. Thank you. Whatever's. So, um, yeah, man, interesting times. And I feel like, uh, I don't, I don't really have any more thoughts there, but I know if the jazz changed their name, it'd be really weird and almost unsettling, but obviously, uh, it's a completely, well, you know, the city of new Orleans is constantly trying to k- take the name back, but we'll never yeah, give it to go them. Kick rocks. Exactly. They can go kick rocks and add it to their dike to keep uh, hurricanes out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was uh, that was fine. It was, uh, it was over 15 years ago or whatever. You're fine. You're in the clear. Right. We're in solemnity with the, the city of New Orleans. Just don't um, don't get us canceled, please. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Honestly, our listeners would riot. We'd there be. I mean, we True. think we see riots now. We ain't seen nothing if uh, if our if our pod gets canceled. Holy we're, cow! We're on the short list of uncancelable <laughs> uncancelable. It's yeah. There's a, there's a thing where you either have too much power or zero power at all, and either way you're uncancelable. So we're in the realm of Joe Rogan and uh, you know some of the other some of the other titans. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, dude. So let's let's have a little fun here, shall we? So Jay Stevenette, shout out Jackson Stevenette. He also has a podcast. I don't think they've recorded in a while. Um, so they may. I think it's the Jazz Beats podcast. Or no, it's not. It's uh, honestly sorry, Net. I can't remember. Um, I thought it was Jazz also Beats. a member of. I think it might be. Um, 
forgive us, but it's kind of his fault for not recording a new episode in forever. So it's not our fault that, that, that those things kind of go by the wayside. So hopefully he brings it back. Um, also, shout out to – he's a member of the Brotherhood of Iron. If you don't know, don't ask. I don't want to uh, know. First of all, I don't want to know. But also, on a cooler <laughs> on a cooler level, shout out Net. We're going to get a and d session together soon. Um, so that's way cooler than Brotherhood of Iron. We'll be like the Brotherhood of Elves or something. So screw you, Berg. I don't want to know. <laughs> all I know is just uh, stay tuned on Instagram. Um, anyway uh, – Jackson wants to know, and this is I'm going to kind of flex this question a little bit. Uh, he asks, "What's your go-to Berg Day activity? If you had a day off from life with nobody else, what are you doing?" So we're going to convert that to Berg Day or Kurt Day activity. And he says, "With nobody else." So I don't know if you have Jamie and Emily with you. Obviously, you probably would, but uh, we'll just say you don't. Here, we'll play along with the question. Kurt, what is uh, what is your ideal day looking like when it's just you yourself and I with no other responsibility? Yeah. So I'm waking up. Getting the blood flowing. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to go on a hike. Okay? I'm going to go get the blood flowing on a hike. Um, probably would skip any other sort of workout because I'd feel like I have so much more to do in the day. Um, and that would consist of throwing on one of my favorite movies in the background um, while I do something on the internet for a little bit, which would be fantastic. Um, I would also consider some sort of video game. Think about five or six that I want to play and end up not playing any of them. Um, and then honestly, paralysis, yes, sir. I honestly would consider watching the original trilogy of star Wars. Um, not special edition or anything. Well, special edition from the nineties, but I would avoid anything that they've added since then or Lord of the Rings, not extended version. Cause I wouldn't have time, um, in my day, right. but honestly, we're, we're 24 hours here. Yeah. Right. Vegging out, watching those movies and just, um, absorbing them. And or my hike might be a full day thing. There's a good chance that happens that I just keep going. Um, so kind of polar opposites. I'd be out in nature or I'd be in ho- be, be at home eating some rips with maybe a, a regular Mountain Dew or Code Red and watching some sort of nerdy trilogy. Dude, I respect that. I like it. Um, I If my bird day off would involve sleeping in a little bit, not too late, probably maybe till 8, 8.30. And it would definitely involve a hike first, ideally not too long, but long enough to maybe hike to some cold river. And uh, for any of you that, that know, I'm kind of a fan of the what we call the polar plunge. Shout out to T-Car, as uh, T-Car is also a fan of jumping in really, really cold water and hanging out in it for, for a little while. Uh, it's super refreshing. Um, it feels healthy. And you just feel uh, incredibly reinvigorated after. And so I feel like jumping in some sort of like cold river plunge – and then hiking back down, I'd definitely have to get a workout in. I feel like I would do that. I'd make a nice, uh, a nice frothy breakfast with probably a nice shake and uh, probably a multi-egg omelet. And then after that, I would probably go shoot baskets in the sun, shoot outside. Um, that's I really enjoy that. I would probably then – oh, shoot. I don't even know what I would do after that. I would at that point – Pro- maybe go get a game or two of Halo in. If, if I have nothing else to do, I'd probably go get a game or two of Halo in. Um, I've really become a big fan of uh, shooting the old bow and arrow. I find that to be pretty relaxing as well, so I'd probably take my bow out, and if since no one's around, I don't have to worry about shooting in front of my house. I'd probably uh, let a few arrows fly at maybe 70 or 80 yards to see if I could uh, you know, make sure I'm dialed in. And then after that, I would probably 
have a nice lunch. I don't know what yet, but I'd probably have a good lunch. I'd watch a movie. Um, I'd watch Top Gun 2 because I think that's the most anticipated movie that I have. That I even It's like the only movie I know that's coming out soon. So I'd probably watch Top Gun 2. Um, I would then proceed to... I don't know. I probably should have thought this out a little bit better. I'm not used to having that much time on my hands. Probably go on another hike or something. I don't even know. Um, and then probably go to bed at 8.30 like I typically do. <laughs> I really have no idea. I don't know how that, how my day would end. That's a poor answer yeah. to the question, Net. But I actually I, uh, I messed up too. I would probably get – if it's just me and no one else is around, I would probably get at least 18 holes of golf in. Um, hopefully an unlimited amount of golf balls on, on deck and just play around – cruise through the cart um i could probably get more than 18 holes in in under a couple hours so that would be added to my list for sure um i like what you said shooting some hoop i'd throw that in there other than that you know i'm going to stick to mine it's about it i'm not i'm not that excitable of a person anymore well no that's there's nothing wrong with that dude i'd also probably i'd probably go for a swim too i'd uh like at the pool it's weird because when i think of being like the only person around i guess we're not living in a like an I Am Legend world, shout out to Will Smith again, but uh, something more, uh, I'm thinking kind of post-apocalyptic where I just have to like, I know there's obviously services available, so if I wanted to go get Chipotle, I could probably get Chipotle. So maybe I would do that. I don't know. Um, But yeah, definitely probably go swim a little bit and yeah, who who, honestly, who else knows? One thing that's actually kind of nice, aside from a couple appointments that I have at work right now and then just random work stuff, like I pretty much the world is my oyster at this point anyway. I can kind of do whatever I want, which is actually really nice. So my day looks a lot like that as it is right now. So totally. maybe I'm living the dream, Kurt. Am I Who living knows? in a dream? You might be. Is this now? Is this is this reality? Is this a simulation. It might be. I don't know. We're maybe. an hour into this thing and it's still coming, so maybe it is a dream. Who knows? Dude? Um, You're in Westworld land. It might. It very well could be. Um All right. Let's have a little more fun here. <laughs> Carl, another question from Carl. This one just came in. What conspiracy theory is the most believable to you? I'm going to let you take this one. I know one. we're opening up a can of worms here. This yeah. could be a potential can of worms, but let's uh I'm going to let you take uh, this one. Let's 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 tread lightly here. What are your thoughts? You 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 run with this one. What's that? You run with this one. Oh man. The most believable? Wait. What what yeah, the most the most which conspiracy theory is the most believable? Dude, Ever since I went on this walk a couple days ago and I started getting ambushed by birds, um, I'm not kidding. I was walking home. It was like 3 in the afternoon. I got on my, my typical walk and uh, I was pretty close to my house. And I'm, there are three or four birds that made repeated passes within probably three feet of my head. I'm not kidding. They'd, they'd swoop in from like 30 feet up and literally dive bomb me and and then go back up make a pass and come back down again it was honestly insane i felt like i was being strafed like by some i don't know corsair in flipping world war ii or something on in normandy dude i'm not kidding it was insane and uh it was i think i was listening to a conspiracy theory podcast that day and they mentioned that you know there's a real possibility that birds aren't real and they're in fact drones and so I just find it hard to believe that I unearthed the drone, the birds or drones conspiracy theory and then literally within probably an hour I'm getting dive-bombed by birds for the first time in my life. I don't know if that's Big Brother trying to take me out. I don't know if it's a coincidence. I'll let you guys connect the dots, but I'm just saying there's probably something to look into there. Um, and I, I know there's obviously uh, you know, greater implications. I mean, there, Epstein could be involved somehow. I mean, I don't know if 
uh, you know, there there's just too many Ellen. too many avenues that could go. Ellen's probably involved. Yeah, dude. Apparently, uh, Ellen and uh, good old Tom Hanks might be might be you know controlling the birds from their their bunkers in Greece and uh, Australia, respectively. Could be, dude. I don't know, man. I, I'm I don't know how deep this goes, but you know, birds being drones is pretty believable. Um, I mean, why else would they sit on on telephone wires if they're not charging? Yeah. And how do they? Wow. Blowing my mind here, Cole. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. It goes deep, man. Who knows how deep? Yeah, I'll just jump on that bandwagon with you because I also don't want to, you know, delve too deep in any other conspiracy <laughs> theories. <laughs> I just thought of like four things I could say that would all probably actually get us canceled. So I'll just, uh, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Um, I will. S- <laughs> I'll have to tell you offline. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I'll just say that. My new couch is real comfortable. I'll just say that. <laughs> Did it have a name? Did it have a name, Berg? Does it have a name? Yeah, does your couch have a name? Uh, no, it's we. I don't know. Maybe it's it's gray. It. Uh, well, no, no, it no, was no. Just shipped to me. Yeah. What did it like when you ordered it? What was the name of the couch? Oh, I don't remember. I got it from Wayfair.com. I can't remember what the name of it is though. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Weird. Anyway, um, good stuff, good submissions. Honestly, we've taken up way too much of these people's time. There are a few other questions that we might have to get to next time. But uh, I, feel, uh, I feel pretty great about this conversation, man. I know it's been a minute since we've, we've done a podcast, so I hope everybody can bear with uh, somewhat of the clunkiness. And yeah. uh, It's a good time. I mean, it's been nice to get back and, and chat about uh, the world as it currently stands. Honestly, shout out to the intern and shout out to Carl asking two questions that were so good. That he got up to the top, and uh, we answered them with millions of submissions. So shout out to to the intern understanding what a good question sounds like, and shout out to Carl asking good questions. Um, everyone, tune in. We're going to get this out. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully before the Jazz game. Who knows at this point? But everyone, tune in. Four thirty Mountain Time, six thirty Eastern. That makes it what three thirty for 30th. Flint. Yes, sir. Yep. Um, let's just hope we take care of business tomorrow and we we start out on the right foot. Yeah, man. All in for the jazz. All in for humanity. All in for birds being drones. Uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and sign off. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy. I know there's a million of you out there, so uh, treat each other right, and uh, we'll get through this thing together. And uh, hopefully send us some feedback. Let us know what you think about the podcast, if you want us to talk about other stuff. Um, I mean, I know we already get millions of submissions anyway, but uh, just know that, that yours is viewed. Shout out to the interns. Um, dude, anything else before we go? No, that's it. I love everybody. All right. Me too. Signing off. Thanks for tuning in, guys. <laughs> <laughs>